everybody, and welcome to The Art of Being You with your host, Dr. Nancy Haynes. Wow, we are on episode three, which I'm super excited about. And today's topic is about losing your voice and being able to find it with so much noise around us as a distraction. So let's get started. One of the reasons why I find this topic super, super powerful, and I'm going to relate it in, in different aspects of life so that you find a story that resonates with you. But I know at some point you've found yourself in a place, in a situation that you know that your voice is not being heard. Your opinions are not taken into consideration. Your ideas are not being welcomed. And it can be quite frustrating. And when you get caught up in a situation like that, you start losing power. You start losing confidence in yourself to do anything, to take action and What happens when we go from disappointment to disappointment to disappointment? Well, one of the biggest things that we do is we start creating commitments that we hold ourselves accountable for throughout our entire life. So I will give you an example of one, a situation. I'm not going to say a person, but I'll say a situation that has happened to me. So when I was... I think I was like 14, 15, I can't even remember the exact age, but I had signed myself up to do a pageant. I did a pageant for teens. It was for a scholarship. So I knew my parents didn't have enough money to send me off to college. And I just, I wanted to go to college so bad. So I signed myself up and I didn't have a talent. And so if you didn't have a talent, what you could do was Uh, recite an essay and so they gave you the topic you write the essay and then you go up in front of everybody and you recite it now mind you back in those days I was not as confident as I would say a, a teenager should be or would like to be so I took the opportunity to put myself in a situation that is out of my comfort zone And I started to recite an essay that did not necessarily work out for me, especially being up on stage, the lights go on and boom, my mind goes blank. And I'm staring out at the crowd, nervous, confused, trying so hard to remember the next line. And I couldn't, I froze and I ran off the stage crying. And the first thing that I said when I went to the back of the stage, as soon as I saw one of the coaches there was, I'm never going to be in front of an audience again. I never want to present again. Now, that is a belief that I stored in my head. And obviously the years go by and I knew, you know what, I'm not, I'm, and it just, it wasn't, I never put myself in situations 
where I knew that I would have to present or that I would have to be in front of an audience. And so I said, okay, that's exactly how it's going to be. So for a few years, that became the commitment that was in my subconscious that I held myself accountable for until a few years later when I realized that is holding me back. I needed to present in front of a, you know, in school, in front of class, in the, in front of the class. And it really hurt me because I couldn't do it. I was, I would freeze and I would just start sweating and turning red and it was just too much. It was so much stress, but it was a stress I had put on myself from a few years back and, and holding that commitment to myself. So I put myself in the same situation where, you know, you feel your fear and you do it anyway. And I did it again. And this time I opted for a talent. And so I did that instead. I did the sign language to the Armageddon song. I can't even remember the title of it, but it's like the soundtrack. But I ended up doing it and I ended up getting, making it to the top 10, which for me, that was like a huge accomplishment because I wasn't doing it to place. I was doing it more to just confront that commitment that I had set up for myself and broke it. So... From that day forward, I knew that anytime I would feel a certain feeling, which was called fear, I would try to do something to face it. And so, but I didn't realize what I was doing. It was just, I was just so young. And so that's one example. Now, I know we lose our voice a lot of the times in a relationship or at work when, you know, we want to present, we want to present our idea in front of a group. And maybe some of those people have an uh, overwhelming personality, or they overpower a room, or they are intimidating, and you opt to not say anything. And even with you not saying anything, that is still losing your voice. That is you not expressing yourself the way that you would like to. And so these little things that you do here and there, you start realizing that you create disempowering actions for yourself. So at work, so then that becomes a habit. If you then realize in the next meeting, you know what, I'm, I'm not really going to say anything. I don't, it's not, a, it's not my place. But then let's say you decide that you want to. And you bring it up. You bring up an idea that you have and it gets shot down. Like, nope, no way. Boom. You create that commitment in your head and you say, you see, that's why I shouldn't even say anything. They're not going to take the idea serious anyway. And boom, you like store that in like a little file in your head that says, I'm not going to express my ideas or my thoughts in front of a group of people at work. And guess what? You go through life through years of doing that over and over. And the more you do it, the more it just becomes this natural thing that you do that you don't speak up. And, and so what we end up doing, just like in a relationship, uh, you know, when you, let's say you bring up an idea and the person, let's say they make fun of you. Like, oh my gosh, that was the stupidest idea ever. Boom. When you're not 
as confident in yourself in the relationship, you do take a step back. You do kind of say, you know what? I'm not speaking up. I'm not any ideas they, the other person has. I will take that, but I will not express mine. And boom, that becomes a commitment that you hold accountable for like the rest of your life or up until you make the choice to face it, to confront it and to look at it and say, okay, I'm going to open the drawer. I'm going to pull out that file that says, I am committed to never speaking up in a relationship again. And then you open it up and you say, you know, I'm not really sure about this. You start questioning it because it's no longer aligning with who you are or you're experiencing a a growth in your life. And so for you to go into that next phase of your life, you, you have to let some of these commitments go. That baggage doesn't, it can't go with you to where you're going. And so a lot of the times, the way that it starts is one little thing and then you start doing it for other things and then other things and then you just, that just becomes your habit. And so we're trying to step out of that. And also like when you're in with a group of friends, for example, and there's always a few or one or two that just overpower the conversation and you just feel like you cannot get your idea in or your comment and it's really, really tough to speak up. And so what do you do? You start staying quiet. And so then everybody knows you as you're just the yes person. Like, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, that's fine. I, you know, I don't even want to bring it up because so-and-so is just going to, you know, shot, uh, shoot it down anyway. The, you know, the idea or the comment or whatever that is. And so one of the things that you have to realize in, in, in a friendship group, in a relationship, at work, in any situation where you decide to stay quiet because of what the other person is doing or how they're going to react or how you think they're going to react, you end up giving your power away. And so throughout life, you just give your power away little by little, little by little. But at some point, you have to take your power back. You have to take your confidence back if you feel ready to do it. And so here's one of the things that I want to make sure is you start taking action, but it is dictated by how others are responding. So like the moment you try to step out and you want to like speak up and you look, let's say to your left and you see a person, you think they're like rolling their eyes or they look down and they're writing notes. And immediately you start having those thoughts in your head of, oh my gosh, what I'm saying doesn't even make sense to other people. They're not going to understand it. Oh my gosh, this was a dumb idea. Any little thing, any action that somebody takes on the outside, you start internalizing that and it's almost like it confirms that your idea is horrible or that your opinion is horrible and you end up not doing it or not saying anything about it. And you just say, you know what? Never mind. I'm just going to take a seat. So in all of those situations, you do give your power away. And you have to get to a point in your life where you say, I want to take my power back. And you don't allow that commitment that you made years and years and years ago, possibly even in your childhood, that you end up 
challenging that commitment and you create a new one. So you can come up with a commitment for yourself to say, I am committed to expressing myself when I feel the need to without taking other people's reaction into consideration. Like sometimes you just have to say it. I remember at work, I was working for a nonprofit and I remember I was supposed to, uh, I was supposed to present on the new benefits that the company was, um, that we could present. And it was for all the new benefits that were going to be taking effect that year. And I remember so clearly, I was so nervous. It was one of the first times I had to present in front of the executive director and the CFO and the board of directors. And I remember so clearly our, the CFO at that time, she just interrupted me halfway, super rude and was like, you know, this doesn't make any sense. This is, you need to simplify this and you need to, and it was just this consistent negativity towards me. I got so nervous. I was sweating. My, my palms like were sweating. And then I remember I started stuttering and like my mind started going blank. Now here's what happened. My mind started connecting that to the memory that I had from my teen when I went up in front of the stage and I ran off the stage crying. And so what my mind did was, oh, we've felt this before. We know exactly what to do. Let's shut the brain down. So I went blank and I would stare at my papers and I could not figure out how to get back on track. And I remember saying, you know what? Let, let's just let somebody else present. I'll have more information ready next week. And I remember just grabbing everything. I sat down. I, I let myself finish the meeting with the whole uh, board of directors. And then I got up and I left. I went to one of the toilet stalls and I was crying. I was so embarrassed and that commitment popped up like, here we go again. That's what happens. You should not be speaking in public. And so why I wanted to share the story with you is because if you don't take care of the that memory or that file that is stored away, that, that commitment that you have, it's going to come up later on in life. Now you can continue to use that as a confirmation for you, like saying, yep, I shouldn't even be speaking in front of anybody. Or you can challenge it and say, okay, does this serve me? Does this commitment serve me? Does it help me grow? Does it help me develop? No, it doesn't. Okay, so what can I do? And then you start creating a new commitment for yourself to say, you know, I'm going to speak up or I will pause and I will take three deep breaths and then I will let everybody know a disclaimer. I apologize. Speaking in public can sometimes be a little daunting and I can sometimes get a little little nervous. So if you guys can just work with me, this would be great. So you can create a new commitment for yourself to say when I present... I share the disclaimer with the group and then I allow myself to present with mistakes because at least that's one step forward. Obviously, as you go along, you will change that commitment. You will continuously change that commitment. 
And that is something that is super helpful for a lot of the clients that experience that, especially if you're, if you consider yourself an introvert and immediately you're like, nope, I, I'm the person that sits in the meeting and stays quiet and take notes, takes notes and, you know, does whatever I have, I'm told. And so you, again, it goes back to you creating that commitment saying, I will not speak up in, in front of a group because I'm an introvert. And so that commitment again is filed away. So a lot of the times that if you are experiencing any of these things where you would love to share uh, an opinion, an idea, or any of or advice, that is something that is important for yourself to start getting your voice back, to start creating that habit of letting yourself be heard. And there's there's a quote that I've seen out there often and it just goes so perfectly with this and it's others opinions of you are none of your business and this is exactly it you especially with you giving yourself props if you go up on you know to present to the board or if you're going up to present to an audience whether it's small or large that if you at least can get through it then you congratulate yourself for that. If you did it with mistakes, you congratulate yourself for that. At least you put yourself out there and you use that voice to empower yourself again because you not using it, you start creating a habit of disempowering yourself without anybody else even needing to say anything or anybody else doing it. You do it so well for yourself. And that is something that as you go along, as you develop, as you get more curious about boosting your confidence in in a public setting, one of the tricks to do is this. It's getting, getting your voice back. So I have a little trick that I do. I've done it with a few clients where once you figure out what it is that is that caused for example, you not being able to speak up in a boardroom or in a meeting or you not being able to speak up in a relationship. Okay, that's the situation. You start journaling about incidents or situations where you have done that often over and over. So you start thinking about when is the first time I remember doing this? Oh yeah, it was, uh, you know, first you're going to start with childhood. And more than likely it was a situation maybe with a parent or with an adult that you faced that. Or if you cannot remember that far back, you go into possibly your teen years when you were trying to talk, you know, you were with a group of friends and you made a comment and a friend said, oh gosh, that's so stupid. Or they criticized it or they made fun of you. And so from that moment on, so you start noting each of these incidents or situations where you have lost your voice, you've lost that power. And what you do is you revisit all of them. So you make your list. And let's say you remember five incidents of when, of where your voice, where you've lost your voice, or you've let the distraction of others kind of take over. So you list all of those five. And what you do is you place one of your hands over your heart, and then the other one 
you kind of just use it as if as if the situation is in front of you, right? The situation is in front of you. And it's almost like you take the baton, which is the, it's like the power, the power source. And you almost like you take it back from that situation. So all the perfect example is if across from me, so I have my right hand over my heart and the situation, I visualize the situation in front of me. Um, you know, when I was doing the presentation and the audience, when I ran off the stage and I couldn't remember when I was, let's just say 14. So what I do is I recall that situation and I recall it out loud and I say, okay, this and this and this is what happened. Okay, situation, I take my power back and I literally reach across and it's like I grab the baton and I bring it back into my heart space and I like let it go. So I continuously do that. Sometimes it will be from a situation that you will take your power back and other times it will be from a particular person. So let's say, uh, you know, when you were 10, uh, your mom yelled at you and said, you need to shut up. You have the worst voice ever. Let's just call it that. You're going to recall the situation in your head, experience it, feel it. Okay. And then you're going to, now you have to say, mom, and now I take my power back. So you grab the baton, the light source, and you bring it back and like drop it into your heart space. And you do that with all five or however many situations that you remember. And you take your power back from each of those sources. Now, another trick to use is if you don't want to bring it back into your heart, what you do is because this, for example, this has to do with losing your voice, you can grab the baton and I take my power back and it's almost like you put it back into your throat. You put it back into your, you know, your voice. And that might be something that you want to do too. Whenever there are, there is advice shared here. Make it to, make it to where it fits you, whatever resonates with you. So let's say you're listening to this podcast and you say, oh gosh, I don't, it doesn't feel right to drop it into my heart space. Then drop it into your voice area where your throat because that's what we're talking about so if that works better for you do that if the heart space works better for you then do that it's whatever makes you feel good about it so hopefully this helped you get a little bit of a better understanding of what that is and to go back and look at some of those commitments you've created for yourself in regards to your voice and revisit and do the do the activity to help you with it and see how you feel after. Always remember when you're doing these activities uh, that you I usually do it with clients. I always tell them now that you've done all of this, you might experience you feel a little bit tired or you might just feel like full of energy. Um, you might feel emotional because you're taking your power back from some of these situations. And my suggestion is, number one, you rest. Number two, be gentle with yourself because your mind and your body have to process the changes. And three, drink a lot of water. Always remember to drink a lot of water. The fact that you're going back into your mind and taking some of those files out 
and revisiting and challenging them, it's like a little bit of a detox for your mind. So make sure you drink enough water and let us know if you have any questions, if you're interested in getting a session to understand this a little bit more or you want to dive deeper, always know you can reach out on the website www.thecenterofconfidence.com schedule a session and we will go from there thank you guys for joining us today and i look forward to connecting with you guys on the next episode